0: Hello, and welcome to the June episode of the Stay Sharp webinar series. Uh, I'm Tim Robithan, I'm the Director of EMP Client Success. And uh, today with me I have Jason Davis, uh, Director of Creative Services, and Ben Bovine, uh, Copywriter at uh, Liaison. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Thanks, Tim. Great Thanks to be here us.
0: Uh, well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Summer Melt how to continue the conversation with their students. Uh, and before we begin, I'm just gonna to quickly touch on uh, the latest uh, new feature in EMP. And uh, we're now able to do scheduled group actions. Uh, so this is a, a useful tool that allows you to schedule group actions immediately, uh, one one time only, weekly and daily. Uh, and we can do this to dos, notes, touch points, um, field values and so on. So quite a useful uh, addition to the, uh, the group capabilities and uh, you'll see those uh, active in your EMP accounts uh, today. Uh, also to mention one month from now is the Liaison User Conference in Boston. Uh, we've had a huge number of registrations and uh, I can see pretty much all our clients are attending. So we're looking forward to, to seeing you all uh, next month. Uh, in Boston, and uh, if you haven't yet registered, please do uh, jump on the the site and, and fill in your details, or reach out to your client success manager, and they can assist with your registration. So, on to today's topic: summer melt. Now, uh, I believe a few days ago was the last officially the first day of summer, and uh, Ben just came up with an interesting statistic the other day, and he came across a Harvard University study that mentioned ten to forty percent. Of students that say yes to a chosen institution will not make it on their first day to class. Uh, There's numerous reasons why higher education professionals believe incoming freshmen uh, take an extended summer vacation rather than uh, starting their (laughs) college career. But one of the main factors, (laughs) I I know, but one of the main factors is uh, you know independent preparation is overwhelming. So I thought we'd start off uh, just you know covering a range of topics and just as a bit of a background uh, Jason Davis uh, previously comes from a public institution, and uh, Ben, you, you previously worked at a private institution, so it will be interesting to see your, uh, your two points of view from your previous sure. experience. So, you So know, one of the first things we, we talk about is utilising an effective communication plan to, to keep incoming students engaged, um, you know, what are your comments on that?
2: So I find that uh, it is important to stay in touch with your incoming freshmen. Uh, throughout the summer, you're going to have a lot of nerves in the air. Students don't really know uh, whether or not they made the right choice. There's also other institutions they may have been considering, and social media has a big play in that. They see other friends going to other places. So it is important to stay in touch and utilize the same uh, marketing skills you had to get them in the first place to keep them um, still engaged and coming in the August uh, time. So there's a couple things you can do. Um, I think one thing is immediate communication. If they have questions, need to have answers immediately. Uh, This is the time of the year where they finally um, check the the yes box and they're sent their payment in, they're coming, but uh, they're going to have questions about financial aid. They're going to have questions about their programs. Uh, We found at my institution I worked at that faculty outreach was very special to them because Uh, professors generally aren't on campus in the summer so to hear from a professor via email or a phone call can really make a difference to that student that's maybe thinking uh, maybe i should have chosen business elsewhere um, and they're getting cold feet about your institution so there's one way there Um, engaging with the current students is also very important Uh, if you have any sort of accepted student page on facebook you'll read statistics about generation z Um, generally doesn't Uh, use Facebook, but it is important to remember that if you do have an accepted student page um, to make sure you're engaging with them on there as well.
1: Uh, I agree, Ben, 100%. Um, If you're you're using the um, private social network module, that's obviously a great way to engage and keep our students engaged. Um, Additionally, uh, one of the things that I always think is important is to capitalize as much as you can on the excitement surrounding orientation. Uh, As we close out June, um, head into July, we're headed into vacation times for a lot of people. Um, But by this point, a lot of colleges have had at least their first summer orientation program. Um, And so many of them now are overnight programs, and multi-day. I remember when I went to school uh, just a couple of years ago, um, orientation was a half a day. Uh, Now it's three days on average um, with a couple of overnights and you know food endless food and music and fun. Um, I would I would strongly suggest if there's a way to capitalize on that and carry that excitement further uh, through activities on social media, scavenger hunts, bringing them back to campus. Um, You know one of the things uh, that we experienced when I was uh, working at a college um, a little bit of time ago. Um, our alumni office, we, we tried some, um, how would you say, some collaborative efforts on keeping students. Uh, there were several departments, mine included, uh, the Publications Office, which was completely committed and totally understood the value of having incoming freshmen, right? Um, so many departments don't get that value. Um, and it's more of a nuisance. Uh, For us, we realized, hey, you know, if if it's not for them, we don't have much to do here. Um, So what we did was we collaborated with the alumni office as well as the admissions office, um, and we developed um, alumni summer barbecue programs. Um, And I think we had, at the height, we had four in a summer. I think we had one in June, two in July, and one in early August. Um, they were hosted by different alums from around the region. We typically drew from the state of Connecticut. Uh, we drew from eastern New York and southern western Massachusetts. Um, and We would try to have regional barbecues. Um, typically, originally, they were held at the homes of alums, um, and then they sort of graduated when they got a little bigger um, to a local park or you know, a, a fairground kind of thing. And they were, you know, we had on average probably between 60 and 110 attendees. Um, And of those attendees, there were probably 40 to 60 families um, representing, you know, different areas of the the region. Um, They were casual, very casual events. We had a lot of fun. There was music, there was a ton of food, there were lawn games. Um, and it was an opportunity for families, particularly first gen, uh, were the the highest attendees, um, and they often had uh, questions and things that they wanted to share and kind of get some information
0: and that that leads me to a point I was just thinking of earlier. Ben, you mentioned you know Facebook and not necessarily always directly relevant to the, the current generation enrolling, but I mean parents play parents definitely Tim. Yeah. and I was just thinking you know you, you mentioned first generation students you know how important it is to be reaching out to those parents as well as it's a crucial part of maintaining that or minimizing well, the summer mill, you know.
1: Can, remember, yeah. they don't know the process, you know, um, hence the definition first gen. They just, they don't understand what's next. They don't, they're worried, they're nervous. They don't ever know, did I finish that? Is that ready to go? I know I just called yesterday, but has anything happened today? You know, that kind of thing. And And, and lots of times the parents of first gen students are just as excited as the students themselves. Um, you know, so they're having, they're, they're having those same jitters that Ben was talking about. And it,
2: it does show, you know, other stats show that two-thirds of parents are still heavily involved with their students' right. um, entire process. But when it comes to first gen, as Jason just mentioned, that's uh, not really the case. So it's important to stay on top of these students with the next steps. Every school has next step, steps listed on the website. It's important to follow up with these students, making sure they're completing their next steps, And um, you can even build a marketing
0: campaign around that. And and, and talking on next steps, I was thinking, you know, you see so many of these campaigns and and Ben, I know you're working on many of these and Jason, you're Mm -hmm. involved in overseeing so many of these campaigns. What are some of the techniques or approaches you're seeing? Is it simply a next steps sort of marketing campaign or is it more strategic than that?
1: I think, uh, from my point of view, um, it's a combination of both of those things. I think some, some universities have far more robust yield programs. Um, and, you know, they're, they're certainly more strategic in their approach. I think there's things that they want to say. I think one of the smartest things to do, um, from my point of view is to, is to get together with your fellow departments, um, that are involved in the enrollment of a new student. Uh, whether that's housing, health services, student affairs, academic affairs, admissions, loans get the loans, played. athletics, um, get those groups together uh, ahead of time. Not now. <laughs> now is, is it's a little late, unfortunately. Um, but uh, do this earlier in the year. Um, and determine, okay, what is it your department does? What is it your department needs from these new students and their families? And let's get this out and built out on a schedule and let's get this built out so that we understand what each person's role is and what the kinds of things that they're gonna need. And then you can synchronize your communication. I think that's the most important thing is to show these students and families that you've you've done your research and you understand what it is that you need, and you understand when you need it, and you're very clear about this stuff, um, and that you're not you know sporadically sending out a mailing here and a mailing there, and there's things overlapping in the mail they're getting an email that you know uh, contradicts something that they got two days ago that said that a deadline was Tuesday, and it's actually last Monday. you know all of these things if you can collaborate that information and speak with one voice. Um, I think that that's hugely important. And obviously, you know, working working with something like EMP, a communications platform, I think it just naturally makes it simple to coordinate that communication. And
2: to be more intentional with students Absolutely. after they submit their normal deposit. Exactly the right word. Don't just, you know, be sent, like Jason just said, sending emails here and there. Be intentional with what you're doing. Um, you can utilize current student workers. Every admissions office has them over the summer or so. While the campus may look empty, there's still uh, there's a lot, lot of activity going on A lot of movement on going on, admissions, financial aid, housing. Get those student workers involved, um, you know, to kind of relieve some of the stresses that parents and the students are going to have and be, make yourself available.
1: You know, one of the things that I experienced was, um, I'm not going to say arguments. I'm going to say discussions about how wisely or unwisely we might have been using marketing dollars. I think, again, a lot of that comes down to how well you're communicating what you're doing and involving different parties. So if you're bringing in athletics, if you're bringing in faculty and department heads and department chairs, and you're bringing in all of these different um, bodies, right, within the university, I think you're going to have a in overall, everyone's going to feel like they're involved in the process, and then therefore there's going to be a much greater buy-in than you normally would get. Oftentimes, when we work siloed, we end up working alone, ultimately. And I know that sounds kind of redundant, but you you end up working alone, you end up fighting alone uh, because you, you know there's there's competing interests for resources. So I think if again, if you can work together, if you can bring that message more collaboratively, and then you can all sort of go for the gold together, Um, and I think in the end, enroll a much bigger, better class.
0: So I I think what I'm hearing from from both of you today is is really it's more about rather than just the the non-traditional outreach and, you know, are you coming? Please still come. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's about creating exciting content um, and not just in your traditional outreach, but. Social media, whether it's the school websites or, or what other medium you're trying to communicate with your students. That's right. Um, and, and as you mentioned, it's, it's content's also relevant to who's delivering this content, whether it's coming from alumni or faculty or yep. student reps. Or, and like, like Ben said, as well. it's intentional.
1: Yep. Uh, the outreach has to be intentional, it has to have a purpose. Um, at, uh, outreach for the sake of outreach is not helpful. Um, I think outreach with a purpose and with a goal in mind of, 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 of achieving something, whether it's a form getting submitted, whether it's a payment being made or whether it's, you know, a response. Whatever that response is, if you're putting a message out there, anticipate a response and expect that response. And um, I, I think you'll be better off in the end. And I think what you're proving to that student is that you're engaging them and their family.
2: And for a lot of students, I think that the dream the goal the idea of college is that personalization i 'm going to meet my friends for life i 'm going to yeah. graduate with a degree that i 'll always remember and have the best four years or two years or whatever of my whole life so that personalization that you know we offer at EMP I think that's really important for students that feel a little bit lost between deposit to you know august whatever when they start um, and in terms of creating content, you know the layperson sees four seasons of the year there's there's fall, there's winter, spring, and summer. In the admissions world, everyone knows it's, it's travel season, it's reading season, it's yield season, and then it's summer, summer melt. So um, <laughs> it is important to follow those four seasons. Let's and- buck that trend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, make sure that you are looking at your content um, over the summer because how it works generally is uh, when you're busy, you know, traveling, reading, yielding. Uh, you have all the content in the world. There's students on campus, there's clubs and organizations that are you know robust and uh, in the summer there's no one there to talk about the accomplishments of students and graduation ceremonies, and these kind of things. So it's important to look for content during the lazy days of summer um, through alumni events, through orientation pictures, videos, get the students that haven't gone to orientation yet excited about orientation Um, financial aid figures scholarship uh, seminars things like that
1: that's a a really good point that you just brought up about getting those kids who didn't come to orientation Um, I know of only a handful of our client schools that mandate orientation programs Um, others I know don't Um, I I know where I was working in the last year or two we did begin to mandate orientation I'm not sure where if you did it made that you did okay, um, I th- maybe it's becoming more popular to mandate it, and I think probably with good reason um, you know it, it but remember also if you're mandating something it's also got to have some value to it um, and you know lots of students I know um, play the, the the orientation game, you know just like they deposit at more schools than they ever did before they're also now. Going, they're paying for and going to multiple orientation programs and weeding out schools at that point. Exactly. Um, it, It never ends. Um, the marketing never ends for that student,
0: and I, uh, I picture myself as a student and, and in their position, and you know I've deposited it at three or four schools yeah. potentially, and that's not uncommon these days. We no, see it, not at all. And or otherwise, as the parent of a, of a student that's enrolled and ready to go, you know what is that influence going to be over that summer period? What's that deciding factor? Right. And I keep thinking it's got to be the attention to detail. It's got to be that that feeling of I'm wanted at this. I'm wanted. They actually really want me to turn up. It's not yeah. just. You know have I paid the deposit and am I going to turn up yeah. on day one it's, they want me there.
1: And not every communication that you send out is asking for money mm-hmm. or you know pay some bill or mm-hmm. do this it's it's also you're looking to just simply engage them on a social level.
0: Exactly and if I get a communication just saying are you coming yes or no well that's not really saying we want you. We want you. you. <laughs> yeah, we want to know your response you, and so I think that personalization you keep touching on and that style of communication that does personalize it and make them feel important and make them want to turn up to campus on day one.
1: I'd almost go so far as to think if you're doing a really good job engaging your students and you're getting high responses and you're getting interested uh, students asking questions who are interested, parents, I almost would go so far as to think you don't need to ask them, are you coming? Because you'll know in your Collective admissions staff heart, they're coming. And why would they not come? We've given them a great experience. We've had barbecues. We've had, you know, family fun days. We've had uh, social media exchanges. We've had opportunities for them to meet and greet each other. They've had, you know, all these different experiences. You'd almost be shocked that why didn't Jimmy show up? We had a great time. We met six times over the summer, you know. So it's going to be like a stunner when they don't come. So I would, I would almost go so far as to question, you know, if you're doing a really good job, maybe you don't need to ask that question and sort of, you know, leave that out there as kind of a.
2: And I think that's just one more thing that our our portals kind of add to this is because you have an admissions face on every portal, so yeah. ultimately yeah. they call admissions staff they call them admissions counselors not admissions salesmen so you have to put on your counseling shoes over the summer when they have these difficult questions to to ask and uh, you want to be there as their face of the college and You know, when they show up to campus on August 1 or August 20th or whenever, um, they may not even acknowledge that you're there because they have so many friends already from orientation. (laughs) But if they do um, need a friend, at least know that you're
1: there in the admissions office. And don't feel sad. Somebody else will need you soon. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Right around the corner. (laughs) But there's always someone to counsel. (laughs) So just
0: one final wrap-up sort of question, uh, just based on your previous experience at at both the public institution and the private institution, was was there any one classic scenario you saw in your times there that sort of dictated how you approach summer melt? I mean, were, were there actual large summer melt issues where you worked or was it something that sort of was pretty static during the time you were there?
2: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do a good and a bad. So, <laughs> Go for it. Let's <laughs> start with the bad. So we had one um, family that came from Maine coming to an urban city in New York and she was coming <laughs> once once a week from May wow. until August. And uh, we worked with her, we got her the extra funds she needed to, to just- water lunch her. every week. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah. laughs> pretty much picked her from the train station after a while to be honest. Um, and she finally got on to the campus on um, August 30th and she um, stayed for two weeks and she left. And I was heartbroken because Uh-oh. I had counseled her, I had worked with her, I got her what she needed. So, you know, this was a
1: personal sort of <laughs> affront. <laughs> There's not a pot at the, at
2: the <laughs> of gold at the end of every rainbow. But the good story is, so this is this past year, uh, this particular um, woman engineer that I had, she was very interested in coming to Manhattan College for, or my college for whatever reason. Um, she was getting a, uh, another school poaching her. And so we were uh, trying to fight off the school's poacher. because She was a top-notch student. Yep. She was participating in everything we had to offer, from the accepted student pages to contacting our office to coming in for different events besides orientation. Um, so she just graduated this past year uh, valedictorian at this college. Wow. So I fought for her throughout Summer Melt. We almost lost her twice to two bigger schools and also we kept her and it uh, shows that you know if you put in the time, in the effort, it pays off. That's, That's exciting. Story.
1: That's exciting. Good deal. Excellent.
0: Okay well uh, unless there's anything else to add today gentlemen thank you very mm-hmm. much for your input and uh, we uh, we hope all our clients out there are having a, a good season and uh, are preparing for their summer milk and uh, please remember at any point you can uh, Reach out to your client success managers. Uh, they're here to help and to advise. And uh, once again... And if you have
1: any strategy ideas of your own, share it with us.
0: Please do share. Uh, and once again, uh, we have the Liaison User Conference uh, one month from this week. Uh, so we hope to see you
1: all there. And thank you very much for your time.